You know, Jim, we talk about people and culture a lot on making chips. We do. But the numbers are important. The numbers don't lie. The scorecards, you got to pay attention to them. They just don't lie. And I have to tell you, now that we implemented ProShop, I have access to real-time data that we never had before. Oh, tell me more. Yeah. For instance, part of the structure of our quarterly meetings that you're familiar with is to look at the numbers, right? You review the numbers. Yeah. You got your scorecard. It used to be an arduous process to extract those numbers from our old ERP or old accounting software and report on them. I used to have to delegate those reports to our bookkeeper or simply do it a day or so before. I hear you. Now those meetings, I can go right to the work by industry dashboard and toggle between sales volume by customer using date filters for any time period. Oh, that's fantastic. It is. You have no idea how helpful it is. So glad I chose ProShop for our company. Welcome to Making Chips. We believe that manufacturing is challenging. But if you are connected to a community of leaders, you can elevate your skills, solve your problems, and grow your business. I'm your host, Jim Carr, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Jason Zanger and Nick Golner, and we are here today in our Rockford headquarters recording. We're at the Boring Bar. Hey, guys. Woo! We will be at the Boring Bar. We got the Boring Bar all stocked up and ready to go for a great virtual grand opening that we're going to be doing soon in conjunction with the folks from IMTS. And I'm really excited about that. You want to share with the Metalworking Nation a little bit of how that's going to go down? Yeah, I would love to. So what we're doing is that the three of us have all created our own special drinks. A signature cocktail. For the Metalworking Nation that has been there from the very beginning of making chips, if you remember the intro that we used to have in the first hundred episodes, where the voiceover artist talked about getting dirty on the fashion, she was floor. a hottie. She was a hottie. She had a voice. Did you see her? I could hear how hot she was. Okay, so my drink is called dirty on the factory floor. And it is a drink that has mezcal, but most importantly, it also has Malort, which is supposed to be one of the most disgusting liquors you could ever have. And it's a Chicago tradition. And it is meant to give you the feeling that your coolant has gone bad and you're drinking it and that you need to call Zengers in order to get a better recommendation. How about you, Nick? You're way too sophisticated for me. <laughs> so I wanted mine to actually taste good. So <laughs> <laughs> See, mine's going to taste like bad coolant. <laughs> and I was a bartender for a while, so I got excited about mine. But it's a classic. It's a classic Manhattan. I like a good Manhattan. It's so. called Machinist Tapping Oil. Yeah, nice. On the Rock. Because nice. we're in Rockford, so it's going to have one big circular ice cube. It's going to be a great Oh, I'm going to do that too. Yeah. And then I got this thing for Christmas, but from my mom, it's like this smoke infuser. So I would put the cocktail glass in this like case and like pipe in some apple some smoke. smoke. Well, you know, Woo. I don't know if you know this, but like the five boroughs in New York City. So yeah, the yeah. Manhattan is one. There's actually a drink called the Brooklyn, which is my favorite What's drink. in that? Do you know what's in that? It's, it's very similar to a Manhattan, except it has like a cherry liqueur and it like some other, I don't remember exactly what's very in it, cool. but maybe we should create like, you know, the drinks of the Chicagoland area with yeah, Rockford being one of them. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. What about you, Jim? So I don't know if you guys know in G-code programming what an M98 means. No, but I did talk to you about like that I had to use my car in order to peck through the uh, the snow that was covering <laughs> And I my gave garage. you the G-code for that. Yeah, you did give me the G-code Yeah, so for an that. M98 in CNC language is a sub-program. So what I'm 
calling this is a 98, which in Spanish means 98 or M98 for the subset, because I'm going to make a subset of the classic Marita, nice. which is going like to have... says it. Yeah. Very Espanol. Yeah, see. Yeah. Hablo Espanol. By the way, did you go to a tanning salon called Mexico? Because you're looking a little extra crispy today. Yeah. I use SPF 30. What does M98 actually do? What is the... M98 is a sub-program. So what you do is it within your program, you tell it M98, P, O, and then whatever the program number is, it comes out of that program into the sub-program, executes the sub-program, and at the end of the sub-program, there's an M99, which says go back to the maiden program and pick up where Familiar left oh, off. Oh, okay. So it's a transition type, you know, it brings you into something else. So I thought Noventaucho would be a great name for a classic margarita, a subset of a classic margarita. I like it. So it's not going to vary too much, but it's going to be, I think the presentation and the taste is going to be just a little different. So I got I to ask you guys, so out of the three of us, who do you think is most likely to have an artificial tan? Probably be Jim, huh? Well, he's got a real tan. He goes on so many vacations. I don't. I do not. Go I don't know to if he has time boost. to get an artificial tan because he's so often on real vacations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying he doesn't work hard enough? I yeah, yeah, I know for sure. So I just want to give a little pre-commentary uh, on the episode that I'm going to be leading today. And you know, I think since COVID, especially since COVID, I, I think we were headed in this direction years ago. But I think since COVID, it's really made it worse. I think we've lost a lot of the social intimacy, A, since the advent of electronic communication. You know, it's something that humans innately crave. I think it's part of our natural instinct to be around other people, to look them in the eyes, and to share anything, to share business, to share... Are you trying to get intimate with me right now? I am not trying to get intimate with you, but I believe that today we are creating a social intimacy. It's an electronic format, but the three of us right now are creating that human social intimacy, which I think is lacking in our society right now. So we're trying to get intimate with the manufacturing leader right now. Well, that's partially what making chips is about. Right. So we need to bring back that voice. And that's why we're one of the few podcasts that only do interviews in person in person with human people. Mm -hmm. So social intimacy refers to a high quality interaction and relationship with another, including closeness with a spouse, a friend, or a family member, and it predicts mental health. And I would say it's very important to do all of that without a mask on. Yes, it, it does help. But if you, so I would recommend Either if you if you want to get the vaccine, do that or <laughs> let's not go uh, there. <laughs> let's not go there. Communication strengthens relationship between leaders and their teams. We're all people, like anyone else. We rely on the basic human need to feel validated. Tell me I'm pretty. Nick. Well, Nick's got a new beard and we're still trying to, you know, <laughs> see if it's good or bad. But anyway. If you follow some of my, you know, Tom Tom Brady's, you know, advice on health and diet, you might be prettier. I should. More avocado ice cream. So today I'm going to talk about the production meetings that I hold every week at Car Machine. I've been doing them for over four years now. They've been very impactful to the business. It creates a social intimacy environment, and it's a great time that I can bring everyone together for 90 minutes and just share a lot of news that's going to help us get through the week and give us more information on what... Do you have a special name for your meeting? No, it's it's a production meeting. We call ours a daily stand-up. Yes. Well, Ryan does a daily huddle. 
Oh, okay. So, so this is the culmination of all those daily huddles. Gotcha, well, it's gotcha. bigger, it's broader. This is the grand finale. It's the grand finale. It's cool. The president's giving this one, not the operations manager. But before we start talking about the way I've structured my production meeting and, and what we talk about, because I just want I want people to start practicing this in their own companies because it it's brought so much good stuff to our culture that I think that if you're not doing it, take a lesson, look at what I've outlined for you and and just do your own thing because it's going to bring you some it's going to bring you a better culture in your company. Well, it's it's interesting you mentioned yours your production meeting and Nick yours daily stand up. Daily stand up. So we we do a meeting once a week on Tuesdays and we call it our team health meeting. Right. Exactly. So it kind of goes to that whole notion of team health and intimacy and one of the things that like at this last meeting that almost like brought tears to my eyes is you know one of the one of the guys during our meeting Caesar he stood up and he was just like you know what this is the best company I've ever worked at. That's awesome. And, oh, and I was man. like, I was like, that's, I was like, that's amazing. He just, you know, you know it's you're like doing the your team job. And everybody's kind of like, you know, like huddled around them. And, you know, it's just, it's just been really good. And that's something that I instituted doing this team health meeting, I think about a year ago or nine months ago. And as I, I kind of, took the layers away from my company and you know I'm now like the visionary integrator and all of the management and I've really gotten in tuned with like everybody and it's really helped when the leader says you know I'm going to take the time I'm going to not just say that I care about you but I'm going to take the time and unfortunately not get some of the other stuff that I'm doing done but like you know really make team health more of a priority sure and intimacy more of a priority. But before we get on with the with the structure of the production meetings, Nick, why don't you share some good news with the Metalworking Nation about what's going on at the AME Hennig Brands? Yeah, so you talked about structure, you talked about meetings. Most of what I've talked about since I've been a host of Making Chips has been AME, one of our sister companies. And now I am the Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Hennig as well. Congrats, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a lot more meetings. It's a lot more responsibility. I don't know if you should be congratulating me or consoling me. Yeah. Well, I feel like you're asking us for congratulations. I I want that validation he talked about. So tell me I'm awesome. (laughs) Uh, Well, from what I know of you, I think you're pretty awesome. So, Well, thank you. I was just kidding. You're okay. Yeah, I just uh, got a lot more to do. And and as as it relates to structure, I want to make sure that I'm maximizing the synergy between Amy and Hennig and we're sharing the right resources in the field, meaning like if there's a regional salesperson who would be a great fit for both companies that we're empowering to sell for both companies. If there's one who'd be a great fit for a certain product line, but not another product line, maybe we stop telling him to focus on things that he's not good at. So I'm, I'm trying to kind of like be balanced between Amy and Hennig and do the right thing for both. Well, companies. I think that was smart that you're doing it for both the brands because it's under the same umbrella. Right, right. And you need, you need to know concurrently what's happening with both of those companies. Exactly. Yeah. So I think, I think that was, I think your dad did did it right, putting you in the position of both the companies. So we'll find out. (laughs) Yeah. With that, Jason, you, you you said you've got a a quick manufacturing news. I do. I I have a quick one and I think that this is relevant to manufacturing. And unfortunately my, my wife and I live the pain that is N95 masks in 2020. We sold a lot of them, but it was very painful. The New York times just recently came out with an article that's titled can't find an N95 mask. This company has 30 million that it can't sell. And when I read through this article, it really told the story of what made this whole like mask situation during the pandemic so difficult because so many people started new 
mask manufacturing companies in the United States. They poured millions of dollars into these companies, got their certifications that you need to get, started manufacturing these things here. And a lot of them went nowhere. And now they're kind of like teetering on bankruptcy. And it's kind of an interesting story that if anybody wants to kind of know the behind the scenes of what went on in 2020 with this whole N95 issue, it's a, it's a really good article to read. That is interesting. Well, they're going to sell them now because now they're saying to wear two masks. <laughs> their they, their sales have doubled. Yes, <laughs> exactly. You would think so. So we went from M ninety eight to N ninety five. I know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> are we going to get into the episode? I know. Well, we are, as a matter of fact. So. But it was nice to see that these manufacturing companies were moving to the United States. But yeah. kind of got into the whole like China manufactured thing and like just the real headache that this whole N ninety five mask situation has created for people. Yeah, absolutely. So the power of the production meeting, I call it the power of the production meeting because it it has a power to it. And I, I hope I can convey to you two guys and to the metalworking nation what I believe is impactful and powerful about having these weekly meetings. So why did we launch our production meetings at CAR? One is to create that social intimacy. Two is to have a one-on-one time with each other because there might be a machinist that I really don't communicate with all week long that when he comes into into my office on a weekly basis, I can look him in the eyes, talk to him. We can laugh a little bit and socialize. Is that like when somebody comes from coach up to first class and they try to usher him out of there? Do you have have somebody there that tries, no, you can't talk to Jim? (laughs) Something like that, yeah. Let him come talk to you. It's like the streaker who goes on the field in the Super Bowl. Someone's got to tackle that guy. God, they don't do that anymore. (laughs) Three is to learn about issues in the business. So what's happening? Four, to learn about issues in one of our team's personal lives. So if somebody is having a a rough time in their personal life, this might be the place to talk about it for just for help and advice. Five, it reinforces our core values, which are flex, fly, play, and energize. And six is to share news from the different business units to the entire team. Anyway, it has become so powerful that when we prospect new hires, I include them in our production meetings so that the prospective new team member can get a vibe on the company culture and the current employees can get a feeling about that new hire. Because you know when you meet somebody for Mm -hmm. the first time, you get a feeling about them. I can work with this guy. Forget it. Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as that that new person's out, we rehuddle after they're gone and we capture what everyone thinks about that person mm. before we go forward. And we make a decision. If one person says, no, I don't think that the guy's that for our company, we do not hire him. Ooh. We just made kind of like along those lines, we made an epiphany a year or so ago where we decided that if somebody, and there's there's a lot of people out there like this, if somebody's not willing to engage with the team socially after work, they weren't going to be a fit on our team. Mm, interesting. Because if we couldn't like just hang out and have a beer at the boring bar, you know, it just, it wasn't going I've to work. heard of that before. Yeah. yeah. Can't I've have a beer with the guy. Don't hire him. Yeah. yeah. Or guy or gal, you know? Right. We get margaritas actually, kind of like your, your M98. Cosmos. Team. Yeah. Awesome. So when, when do we have these? <laughs> Cosmos. <laughs> He's a gal. Yeah. yeah. Every Wednesday morning, 830 for about 90 minutes. So actually... This really only started out as a discussion about true production because we were having production issues. You know, what was the problem? So we thought we'd 
bring it all together and talk about production. But what it's evolved into is just a time for all of us to share any business or personal news with each other. So the way it starts out is I pick a theme of the week. So the theme of the week is typically a positive vibe or something relevant to what's happening inside or outside of the company. So what was the theme for this week? Well, actually it was I took a lot of I put a lot of visuals into my production meeting. I used to have it on the TV screen, but because of social distancing now we just spread out through the office. So the theme for just this Wednesday, which was just yesterday morning, was our future looks bright. Because I really feel that I've never felt like I have now about how our future looks. And so that is just an emotion that I have that I believe is relevant to what's happening at Car Machine and Tool that week. And it just, it sets the tone for what's what's going to happen. Then we, of course, we start out by going around saying, you know, something positive about you, your team, and relate it back to our core values. But I was really surprised yesterday when we had our, when people were saying something positive is one of my employees made a kudo to another employee and said, I really want to thank him for helping me with the setup because it was really, it really helped us me solve a problem. And then that particular person came back and said, yeah, well, I might've helped him with that setup in the design process in a work holding situation, but he really kicked butt on programming that. So that kind of stuff, it really sets the tone. There's that right? intimacy, you know, everyone's complimenting each other. Well, and it doesn't happen another. that often, but I was really happy. And it was Ryan that was involved in that. And Ryan actually said it. And he doesn't, he's not one for giving too many. Yeah, he doesn't seem like it. No, but he did. What, what, do, you, what do you mean he doesn't seem like he gives compliments? He's a little quiet. <laughs> he's quiet. Yeah, he's quiet. He's quiet. Yeah. That's I think you're nice, Ryan, if you're listening. Just no, I think Ryan's <laughs> nice. It's just, <laughs> yeah, he's not, he's not, like, he's just, quiet. His head's you know? different. Yeah. 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 It's not a little. I like your head, Ryan. My wife is very much like that too. She says few words and, you know, but she listens well yeah. yeah i think you're nice amanda yeah, yeah. she is nice she doesn't listen to podcasts <laughs> so you don't have to worry about that but no jim we i've talked i think i've talked about this before we have this platform that we use which it's phenomenal in a, in a whole different set of ways but it's called know your team and we have a whole shout out board where everybody goes on this board and they tag somebody in the board and they give them a shout out for doing something good or doing something helpful or when you write it down and you tag somebody in it it actually get it kind of presses it more in your head and you remember it. And during these meetings that we have, some of those things, I'll read them off sometimes. And, you know, hey, Armando, you gave this shout out to, you know, Sarah. And, and they, then they talk about it. They're done discreetly, but they're... No, 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 they're public. Oh. But then we talk about it during the meeting too. Is it like software? Like, like Yeah, it's, it's an online platform. Oh, yeah, okay, I guess yeah, 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 okay. yeah. yeah. It's like, a, think of it like, like a sophisticated team message board. Gotcha. It does a lot more that it's not, email is not really like a component of it. It's like everybody goes to the board and they do shout outs. You do, they have like culture questions and oh, stuff cool. like that. It's, it's, it's a pretty robust platform. Cool. Awesome. So it, yeah, it's similar. As I'm going through my structure of what I'm doing here, just remember, if you're going to do this, you can structure your production meetings or whatever you want to call your meetings. Jason calls them team health, any way you want. But th these are the, some of the topics that we talk about on a weekly basis. So of course, COVID has been a big thing. We implemented a, a weekly COVID updates in March because m my employees, you know, we were scared at the beginning. We didn't know what was going on. You know, essential business, what's this all about? You know, how are we going to keep working? Are, is the state going to close us down? So you were we doing these meetings prior or you started them because of I us? would say we st we started COVID updates on a weekly basis. Oh. I would say in late March. So we talk about 
world news, national news, state news, and county news based on COVID. We talk wow. about how the importance of masking, social distancing. You talk about that every meeting? Every single week we talk about COVID, every single week. So what I, pr- I typically do is I bring in positivity rates. The CDC is constantly redefining recommendations. We talk about hotspots, mandates, deaths, totals, protocols, vaccine options, and most recently, distribution sites where you can receive the the vaccine. So are you a one mask or two mask shop? We are a zero mask shop unless we have anyone from the outside come in. Gotcha. So anybody that comes into Car Machine has to sign in. On so like you're your own bubble. Yeah. So we're our own bubble. That is exactly correct. So after the COVID, we I talk about economic updates. So I I pull information from leading economic advisors from NAM, the National Association of Manufacturers, IMA, CNNBC, and more, and I share economic trends. Of course, the first one I always talk about is how is manufacturing? I think they need to know this. I think this is important. Is it up? Is it down? The overall economy, what's really happening? How's unemployment? Is it up? Is it down? And then we talk, lately, we've been talking about housing. Housing is a hot button topic because it's just going crazy. And we talk about the stock market. Anything about the economy, we share about 15 minutes with each other. I always go out and, and, and get information from reliable sources that are relevant to our team. So the next thing we talk about is what's new? What's new in new quotes? What's new in new orders? So I say, yep, I'm working on this quote for Tesla this week. It looks really good. Or we we got a new quote in from this other company and it looks very positive. Or, you know, how many we have gotten in the last month. And we we track, we have metrics on how many quotes that we get in per month. And we share that with the team. Do you track your uh, hit rate, your win close rate, rate, win rate? We don't track it, but we certainly could go back on our quote yeah. worksheet and find out. And then new orders. We I talk, well, we got a new order from Tesla or whatever. It looks really good. I even share the dollar amounts with them and tell them, you know, we're going to be busy for a while or, you know, it's just a small job. We think more about sometimes the win rate being too high than too low. Does that make any sense? Yeah, that means you're quoting too Yeah, low. right. Or we don't put enough in the pipeline, so the stuff that comes in is just stuff that's like a for sure thing. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, that's no, that's that's probably even yeah, better reason that's even why. better. Yeah, yeah, like if my guy in his pipeline doesn't have anything that's a long shot, it's like, are you just getting what's like easy to get? Are you just getting layups only? So this goes to like another episode that we should talk about in the future, which is you have to be careful what you incentivize. Yeah, you right know, on, right because on. if you're incentivized closing rate, well, they're going to make sure they got that closing rate. Right, right. Exactly. they're going to bring in anything that's hard to win. And you know, right. I mentioned this book a couple times on the podcast, Humanocracy. One of the things that they kind of stand on is like your only measurement should be net profit. Gotcha, or well, something yeah. to that, like a derivative of that. Yeah, and yeah. like we just introduced our new our new BIP, our new bonus incentive plan, and it's basically has to do with net profit per per, per team member. Gotcha. So, yeah, profit you know, per employee is a big metric, right? So yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we talk about AS9100 because we're just about there. We talk about, you know, how hard it has been. And, you know, there's a lot of changes going on in our shop due to our AS9100 credentialing and just, you know, some, some wins and losses. So pretty much there. I mean, are you like weeks away? Stage away? one is done. Yeah. Confirmed. Stage two is going to be February 22nd, 23rd. It's going to be, they're now doing them virtually. Oh. The stage one and the stage two. Audits are done. And then virtually. how many stages is there? Two. That's it. By March, you could have this. 
by we're hoping by March 24th we'll, we'll have a great yes. cool so it's very awesome. cool the next one is 500 Bonnie Lane which is our new facility this has been a very big discussion that we've had since April of 2020 when I shared with the team that we are purchasing our new home we talk about the updates I talk you know when I bought it how much I bought it for what we want to do I we really had some long discussions on our we, at one time we had like a wish list and that it was really great to have the whole team say I think we should have this I think we should have this and you know it was really important to hit to hear their their insights and what their dream shop that they want to work in mm-hmm. that's a good one I like that yeah I share timelines issues next architectural features shop floor layout when we're demoing we're, when we're renovating it's just really it's really good so how much how different was the wish list from your manufacturing employees to the wish list from the making chips employees when we went through the same thing with our headquarters? <laughs> well, it's different because I'm fully in control of the manufacturing. Yeah. But I hired people to come in and do floor layouts for the warehouse and for the office. So, so I imagine the marketers cared a little bit more about like interior design look and feel. Exactly, yeah. exactly. This is Jim you're talking about though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about his team. I'm talking about yeah, the wish list okay. from his team. But he he's going to be like all about design. I know you. I yeah, well the design's great and I worked I worked with a great architect as well and you know an interior designer and then we had uh, we hired somebody from iMac to come and do the the floor layout and we we thought about automation, you know, in the future and do we have space for it? But We'll we'll talk about that. At a We're working day. with IMAC too. Yeah, is Noah is Harms. Yes, Dean Harms. Yeah, we should have him on the podcast. We should. He's going to be. I think this episode is going to win the award for the most tangents. <laughs> I know. The next thing is is what's on Jim's mind. So th- this is the stuff that's just a brain dump of what I've been thinking about. The stuff that keeps me awake at night. This changes and goes all over the place, but I feel it's important for me to convey it to my team so they know what is on my mind. What am I thinking about? And it can range the gamut anywhere from insurance, healthcare, premiums, 401k plans, if we're moving, changing, uh, website improvements. Wednesday, I just did a quick printout and sent it out to, I said, this is what we're thinking about doing. Could it be like your next appointment at the tanning salon? No. <laughs> I don't go to tanning salons. I just go on vacation. Like I shared that we were ITAR. We just got our ITAR registration. So I do a lot of that same thing during our team health meeting, but I don't call it like what's on Jason's mind. I just, it's in the issues list. And if it's on my mind, I just talk about it during the issues list. Yeah, no, I I like sections. You you like themes. I like, oh, I definitely like themes. I like structure, as you know. See, I like simplicity. So that's where I could see where I have less, or I, I don't have themes. I have a structure and it's very basic, whereas you have your themes. So that's just right. interesting. And Jim's has pictures. Yours probably doesn't have pictures. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Although sometimes I do a slideshow. Well, remember, manufacturers are very visual people. So we like to see pictures. That's why I use it. And I use it for myself to know when to stop. Some are analytical. Yes. Don't stereotype. Next one is the hot list. So this is basically an update from me to the team on what is truly hot in the shop. So like I said before, Ryan has his daily huddle with everybody about 6.45 a.m. I'm not there. And they talk about what's going to happen that day. Mm. So this is like a, a truncated version of all week on what's hot. 
do I need to get involved in this? And what are we going to ship? The next one is a sales update. I turn it over to my sales manager, John. He shares all his prospecting efforts for the last week, trends that he sees that are prominent, industries that are doing things differently, and then wins, losses, You know how many NDAs we signed this last week, and gives us all feedback on his pro- approach to the new customers and industries. How long does John's section last? About 20 minutes. Oh, really? Okay. Is it called What's on John's Mind? No, it's called Sales Update. The next thing is the Mega Millions. So what we've done, uh, this was implemented as part of Play, which is one of our core values. At, we put in $2 per person per week into the lottery of that week's person's choice. So what we do is, <laughs> yeah, everyone, in, everyone, if it's your week, Nick, you go out and you get a $2 ticket for everybody. And then we either scratch or we do the, the Mega Million or the lottery. Or and then Powerball. someone wins and you lost your employee. Well, no, we we share it. We, we, oh, share, share, it. Share, it. Okay. we share it. Everybody quits. They win the lottery and they shut car down. <laughs> and sometimes we win. Yeah. And we have a little kid. What's the most you've ever won? About $150 per person. Really? Yeah, wow. we got like four numbers. We didn't win. It wasn't like the lottery that week, but you know, it gets people excited. It, yeah, it, it's fun. It, it's, it is fun. We do that as well. Uh, we just don't talk about it at our at our meeting, but that's kind of a fun thing to talk. I, I like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's no it offense, Jason, but Jim's meetings sound more fun than yours. He's got <laughs> pictures and lottery tickets. <laughs> and the next one's even more fun. They're, I bet they're smoking too during, during the meeting. No, no cigs. The, the next one is in, in true play fashion as we talk about field trips. So last year was not a good representation of field trips. Jim's, Jim's strutting around in his suit and tie calling the women broads. <laughs> <laughs> Get these broads out of here unless they can run a machine. We got work to do here. <laughs> Why are these broads doing here? Now that's funny. That's funny. Uh, anyway, we talk about what we want to do for the future field trips. Like, you know, we would have gone to IMTS this year had there have been a conference. Uh, we go to vendor open houses when there were vendor open houses. And we call those our educational field trips. And then we have recreational field trips where we go to microbreweries, we go to Top Golf, we go to association picnics, association award ceremonies, Christmas dinners. We talk about all that, where we want to go. I write them down and we just put it on the and calendar. And you do a quarter, like a quarterly field trip? Is that what you used to do? No, well, we, do, we just do or it once when a we year. feel it's... No, yeah. once a year. No, we typically go on four to six field trips a year. And then lastly is just Q&A. Normally, nobody does have any questions, but you know, it's an open floor. Anybody can ask me anything at that time. If any of the information that I just disseminated to them, if they want to go over it again, fine. If not... Yeah, see, again, I just combined the Q&A into the entire... Well, the people are asking. Meetings. Yeah, sometimes we ha- I have to cut it off because they go off on tangents, so yeah. I have to control it. But you know, at at the end, I really feel that implementing these production meetings has added a glue to our team, and I really think it's amped up our culture. Yeah. I, I really no, do. It, it definitely sounds like it, and, yeah. and I see a lot of you have themes, and I have a structure, and but like we're talking about very very similar sure. things, and it's absolutely I've seen the fruit of of what this time has been spent doing these meetings turn into a better culture and really, really helped our you know productivity and just everything you know and you can do whatever you want to do it you know it all depends on how how immersed you want to be into this so you know just like what we did a few weeks ago is right after we took possession of the new building 
I said, you know what? Next week, we're all going over to the new facility. I brought a plastic picnic table. We had lawn chairs. We cranked up the heat in the shop, and we sat around in our new facility and had our production meeting and talked about all these different theme items. And everyone got excited because everyone got to walk around and you know dream a little bit. Yeah, the machine's going to be right there, and yeah, that's where the toilet's going to be, and you know this is going to be the offices. And so anyway, somebody got excited about the toilet. Well, I don't know if they got excited. They, oh, you made it seem as though they were really passionate about the toilet. No, so they're, I was just they're curious. Well, they're probably passionate that there's going to be a QC room and an employee break room, and, and we're going to have a Starbucks counter in there. And Must have like a heated toilet seat. Overlooking the shop floor. So, anyway, if you have any questions about putting together your own structured production meeting, Feel free to reach out to Jim at makingchips.com. I'll be happy to tell you or give you a little bit more insight. It is cool to see the differences between everybody's production meeting. Like Noah is a continuous improvement guy. He runs them in a very like kind of orthodox lean way where he's got like skew dip. Have you, have you ever heard of that? No. Where they have like their key KPIs, S is safety, Q is quality. I don't even know what U is. Oh, D I have. Is I have. He, I is inventory, P yep. is productivity, you know, and he's got different initiatives under each and stuff. I don't know exactly how it works. He's not talking about the lottery? Uh, probably not, you know, but <laughs> we're if we are talking about something off topic, it's the fantasy football. <laughs> what we don't talk about is politics. Oh, there you because go. Because they made that very clear. We started talking about it one day and nobody wanted to talk about it. Said, so okay. it's kind of funny. So, you know, I, we, we had this episode talking about talking about politics mm -hmm. where I explained that how to create a culture where you can have these discussions and still maintain, you know, company health. But we don't talk about politics during the meeting. It's more intended to be, and, and I think we talked about that during the episode, it's more intended to be like having those one-on-one -on -one conversations and, you know, mm -hmm. doing things in a more personal manner. Yeah, I agree with you on the po political conversation during a meeting. Yeah, we don't go there. And and there's, quite frankly, I believe that there's better things that we can talk about in our production meetings rather than politics. It's, it's not the, in my opinion, it's not the place or the time to talk about it. We, we're here as a unit to make it, our work environment, a better place and this, so this is what we, we, we focus on. It all relates back to the core values, right? It all relates back to the core values. Well, here's something we can all agree on. What's that? If you're not having good meetings, you're not making chips. And if you're not making chips, you're not making money. Bam. Bam. Metalworking Nation, listen up. Manufacturing is challenging. You need to think differently. The day-to-day -day whirlwind of urgencies, the pressure to grow, customer demands, workforce development, new machine tools and robots, the list goes on and on. It is possible to stay ahead of the game of manufacturing, but you can't do it alone. We're here to give you access to exclusive content from other leaders, as well as videos, blogs, show notes, and more resources designed to equip and inspire you on making chips. Hey, Jim, IMTS Spark is organized into six showcases that highlight distinct manufacturing channels. Do you know what they are? Honestly, I have no idea, but I'm interested. Please tell me. I'm going to tell you. It's manufacturing technology. Okay. Innovation shakedown. Of course. Making connections. Love that. Industry insights. Sure. Business of manufacturing. Business of manufacturing. I'd be very interested in that. Yeah, we're very familiar with. And also what we're very familiar with, leadership insights. 
Tell me about the making connections one. Yeah, because I mean, you know, that's what we're missing the most with not having like physical IMTS. So at the making connections, you can join a coffee chat, a lunch and learn, or even have a drink at happy hour to network with fellow manufacturing leaders who are passionate about advanced manufacturing. Go to imts.com slash spark.